Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, there's progress for marriage equality down under and in South America. More and more gay and bisexual men are escaping persecution in Chechnya. One of my favorite web series has just launched its sixth season. And September is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Let's talk about that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. When news of the abduction, torture, and murder of gay and bisexual men in Chechnya surfaced earlier this year, one group to step up to help was the Canadian charity Rainbow Railroad, which began working early on with the Russian LGBT network to help save lives by providing emergency visas and travel arrangements to Canada. This past week, Rainbow Railroad Executive Director Kamali Powell announced that the group has successfully helped 31 men escape persecution in Chechnya. Powell says there is still work to be done to save other LGBT people in Russia, noting that his agency has been in touch with 140 people seeking asylum. In HIV news, the Sydney Herald reported this week that the number of new HIV cases in Australia's New South Wales region has dropped to a record low. This makes a strong case that the state is on track to virtually eliminate HIV transmissions by 2020. New South Wales reported only 101 HIV diagnoses among gay and bisexual men in the first half of this year. That's the lowest recorded in the state since the HIV epidemic began in the 1980s. 2016 saw only 217 new cases, a 25% reduction compared to the average of the previous five years. The encouraging results are credited to the efforts of doctors, researchers, and the government working together to drive down infection rates via increased testing, early detection, and fast treatment. Also contributing to the decrease of infections was more adoption of PrEP, or pre-exposure prophylaxis. More good news from Down Under, as a new poll shows a majority of Aussies favor changing current laws to allow same-sex couples to marry. 57% of those polled say the country favors marriage equality versus 32% who oppose the right to marry. 80% of respondents said they plan to vote in the upcoming postal survey. And here's more good news. Yes voters are more likely to participate than no voters. 74% of the yes folks say they will definitely vote, compared with 58% of the no votes. All right, looking good. And more marriage equality news in South America, as President Michelle Bachelet of Chile introduced a bill this past week that would legalize marriage and adoption rights to same-sex couples in her country. In 2012, the Movement for Homosexual Integration and Liberation filed a lawsuit with the Inter-American Commission on Human Rights on behalf of three same-sex couples who are seeking full marriage rights in the South American country. Bachelet's government agreed to introduce a marriage and adoption bill as part of an agreement it reached with the group in June of 2016. 
Same-sex couples have been able to enter into limited civil unions in the South American country since October 2015. Opinion polls indicate that the majority of Chileans now support marriage rights for same-sex couples. In Latin America, same-sex couples already have the right to marry in Argentina, Brazil, Colombia, Uruguay, and parts of Mexico. Currently, there are 21 countries around the world that have embraced marriage equality. Approximately 1 billion people live in these countries of an estimated world population of 7 billion. As we begin September, I want to note that this is National Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. The month reminds us to take time to connect with those affected by suicide, reflect on how suicide has touched our own lives, and to share resources and better support individuals, families, and their communities in an effort to prevent suicide. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among U.S. teenagers, folks. And members of the LGBTQ community are at great risk due to the impact of social stigma, family rejection, bullying, harassment, and more. According to a 2016 study by the Center for Disease Control, 43% of gay, lesbian, and bisexual high school students acknowledge having serious thoughts of suicide in the previous 12 months. That compares to the much lower figure of 15% for straight teens. And the numbers are even worse for transgender folks. In 2014, a report from the Williams Institute and American Foundation on Suicide Prevention showed that 41% of transgender and gender nonconforming adults had attempted suicide. For those who had suffered discrimination, rejection, or violence because of their gender identity, the rate was even higher, in some cases reaching 78%. Discrimination at any level of society can endanger lives. The Trevor Project, the leading national organization focused on crisis intervention and suicide prevention among LGBTQ youth, reported a sharp increase in calls to their suicide hotline soon after Donald Trump's transgender military ban tweets and the introduction of anti-transgender legislation in Texas. Everyone has a role in preventing suicide in our communities and ensuring that LGBTQ youth and adults feel safe and supported. For information on recognizing the warning signs of suicide and how family, friends, and professionals can help, I advise you to head over to thetrevorproject.org. Sometimes, seeing the signs and offering supportive listening can be the help folks need to reduce the stresses that might lead to suicidal thoughts. Studies show that LGBTQ youth whose families have a positive view of their gender and sexual orientation are almost 50% less likely to attempt suicide versus those whose families are unsupportive. Simple actions like talking openly about the child's LGBTQ identity or inviting their LGBTQ friends to take part in family activities can have enormous impact. Additionally, it's important that LGBTQ youth feel that their schools are safe places with programs that aim to stop anti-LGBTQ bullying and aggression in schools. So here's the important information. If you or someone you know may be at risk of suicide, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. If you're a young person and need to talk to someone, call the Trevor Project's 24-hour crisis hotline for youth at 1-866-488-7386. And if you're a transgender person of any age, 
Call the Trans Lifeline at 877-565-8860. And to learn more about supporting LGBTQ youth in their homes, schools, and communities, head over to hrc.org youth. All of this information will also be in the show notes for this episode. On a lighter note, I'm happy to say the city of Akron, Ohio, celebrated its first Pride Festival ever last week. Can you believe in this day and age cities the size of Akron are just now getting their own Pride events? But I'll take it, it's a win. Beginning with the Pride Parade, LGBTs, families, and allies marched their way from Highland Square to Wallhaven along West Market Street as the opening event for the inaugural Akron Pride Festival at Hardesty Park. Leading the parade was Akron Mayor Dan Horgan, who told the press, As mayor, it is my mission to create an inclusive and welcoming city that serves and uplifts all my residents. Good job, Mayor Horgan. That's how it's done. The all-day festival featured entertainers such as Martha Wash of It's Raining Men fame, international drag performer Derek Berry from season 8 of RuPaul's Drag Race, plus dozens of booths, food trucks, and a children's area. Congratulations, Akron! With my notorious short attention span, I'm a big fan of web series. Seven to ten minutes an episode and I'm out? Sign me up! And one of the very first to grab my attention back in 2012 was the very over-the-top and fun, Where the Bears Are. I'm happy to report that the first episode of Season 6 of Where the Bears Are is now available. Where the Bears Are follows the exploits of three bear roommates sharing a house in the hills of Silver Lake, Los Angeles. It's described as the Golden Girls meets Murder, She Wrote, with lots of big, hairy gay men and lots of over-the-top fun. Head over to wherethebearsare.tv to watch the new season or catch up on the past five seasons. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you click the subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and then every time I upload a new episode, it'll be sent straight to you automatically. Also, I constantly see folks asking friends on social media for podcast recommendations, and we love it when folks spread the word about this here news magazine podcast. And finally, remember you can catch me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. 